Yeah. And welcome back, folks, to another episode of The Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. Nick Ridic, a.k.a. The Purple Hyena, and what's the haps, my cackle? It has been quite a while since our last episode, I will admit, but fall is a strange time. We try and come alive in the fall times, as The weekend once said. And, you know, it's also just uh, a weird transitional period coming out of this whole... Like, we're semi... In Canada, we're semi coming out of this lockdown shit. There's all this Vax passport stuff. You know, bills gotta get paid. So, it's been a bit of a stressful time, but... We carry on, my wayward son, to a place where... We belong? Maybe? Who knows? Who's to say? But it's not like I ain't been doing nothing, you know. It's just, as always, podcast editing remains to be one of the most daunting tasks. Just having to re-listen to your own shit and get all those stupid little sounds out that our mouths seem to make between words. So, here we are. Almost Halloween. I'm hoping to get this episode out in a few days so we can talk pretty recent i think you know off the top well today's episode is going to be mainly a sit down interview conversation i had with a friend and fellow artist of mine um katarina sinclair and yeah we're just chilling burning a bit and just talking you know experiences life the world whatever just to ex-crown wards just shooting the shit so i'm hoping to get a lot more um, content like this hopefully in the future and as i move forward towards the book project of reclaim the narrative going beyond the fairy tales all that fun stuff so we'll get to that after a little rundown catch-up session because let's be honest there's some stuff to talk about First of all, how you doing? Yes, doing. That spice melange. The keys at Hatterat. You know, I love sci-fi and I love good stories, as we all know. Son of fiction, student of stories. Titles, titles, titles. Titles, titles, titles. Haha. <laughs> but... Dune was always one that was just hard. It was hard to get into. It was because it's so complex and it's one of the first, you know, it's the best. It's the grandfather of all other sci-fi and adventures we love. So I guess for me, it, like, it's like any kind of large story or anything like that, this lore that we attach ourselves to. It's, you know, you can never force it. It has to be done in its own time. We all come around to the things we love if we ever will love them, right? So it's, and, you know, I, because I did the same thing with Watchmen back in the day in high school when I saw the Watchmen trailer and I was like, what the F is this? Like, what? I'd never heard of it before. So as soon as I saw the trailer on YouTube back in like 
08 or 09 or whatever the hell it was, the first thing I did was like went to my my high school library where they had a couple comic books and they had Watchmen. So I was able to actually get that shit and fucking read it up. And I loved it. And it was sick. So it was just like this hearing whispers of these worlds I've never heard of and then finding their source and hyper-focusing in on them is kind of what I do. Because I like to... It's how I, you know, build my morality and understanding of the world, let's say. <laughs> but with Dune, it's just a whole other level. It's like... It does with its story what I've only ever dreamed of with stories and it's crazy like I love even like with my own long running developing story Noaria in the strange lands been developing that world since 2016 now and hopefully getting around to actually starting to write it and publish it which we'll get to a little later but it's these grand stories where it's not just like a story, it's like it spans generations and lifetimes where you, it's like how in Reboot, and like I love, I love Reboot, so good. The first season is, you know, childish, childish shit, but that's because the original creators of the show had to bend to the whims of certain production companies to get their show on the air so i think it was like abc i think it was abc and it was like they had to just like gut their whole show into this kind of cartoony childish thing which makes sense you know but it was it was you know shouts out because it was like they were on the outs i guess at some point with abc so they were just like screw it let's just do what we want and then they did it and in doing that, they got the attention of YTV. Yeah, you know. You know. If you if you one of those Canadian nineties classic bad boys, bad girls, you know them them sofa surfers, them after school couch potatoes, you know the YTV what I'm talking about in the zone. And just that whole it was like YTV was like a like it was like an older sibling or something, like a cool older sibling who just, you know, kept you in the know. It was just dope, especially for like, you know, just the loneliest kids. It just helped a lot. But I guess in the 90s, YTV like gave the reboot team uh, mainframe productions, I think it was called or something like that. Because they also did Beast Wars and stuff, obviously, but... But YTV gave them the opportunity to make the show they wanted. So that's when, you know, I think it's later on in season two where things actually get a little more elevated and escalated. Where we have the main character disappears and then the show becomes about the child who is pushed into, you know, um, a different a different progression of time where he's inside, stuck inside the game so he ages super fast and then he's the new main character. And I love that kind of... Um, one second. And 
We're back. Sorry for that small interruption, but let's be honest. I just got a job interview. Hey! Yeah, last night I was like, you know, I'll be straight with y'all. I'm a little fucking short on my rent this month. It's, you know, you just, for a lot of us, we've been able to just kind of live supported, being able to do what we want for the last year and a bit. So it's, Having to transition back and to realize maybe in some aspects you're not as successful as you'd like to be. So, you know, you gotta, as they say, make ends meet, right? And, uh, yeah, so yesterday I threw out some resumes on Indeed and whatnot, you know, uh, applying for some bud tender positions, all that fun stuff. And then I randomly applied for a Value Village warehouse. And those motherfuckers just called me back. Shouts out Lerma. What up? Got an interview next week. Tuesday morning. Check with the warehouse and whatnot. So, you know. We shall see how that goes. It's, it's something, you know. It's relative to my work and it's just something to get them bills paid. You can't fund your dreams with, you know, nothing. <laughs> so we got to keep the machine fueled and keep it rolling. So be back in episode 32, give y'all an update and see where we're at with that. Because I'm not even going to lie, like I just even some routine right now would be nice. Because it's like the energy, it's it's harder to build up the energy when it's all just so split out. You know, like it, there's no um, confinement to creativity at this point. So it's hard to, it's hard to do it, to be honest. You know, it's, I guess, you know, this shit's like diamonds and just better under pressure. So, anyways, back on topic. My bad, my bad. I was talking about stories, the generational shit. When storytellers take on the aspect of moving beyond just their story and it's more about the grand overall moral of the tale. You know what I mean? And the irony of that in the Dune series, the grand irony of the tale <laughs> is funny, funny, funny. But as with Watchmen and all that fun stuff with Dune, because they were doing, you know, the new movie that just came out, which is pretty spectacular. Denis Villeneuve is a fucking, I don't know what it is with that guy. I don't know, like... I don't know why no one else can seem to like it, but he makes fucking beautiful, amazing sci-fi movies. Like, as flawed as Blade Runner 2049 was, it was still fucking immaculate, you know? I'm pretty sure he did Valerian, which I just loved because it was a fun movie. Show so Fanny, what up? It was a fun time. But, um, yeah, it's... The books, like, I did my deep dive, my hyper-focus dialed in, and I've just been, like, absorbing it and, like seeing how the story is told and what it's told about and it's like the amount of layers and everything like I have to go over it so many times it's intense because it's 
it's about just like hum- humanity and control and leadership and what we put into our leaders and how we idolize people and the flaws it creates in us and like human nature versus human nurture and it's it's everything it's so relevant right now so it's like if they can actually do these movies like fuck man we need that shit because it's but it's like any great story it's like people won't they won't see that it won't float to the top the way it should but we can hope so i mean see doing if you haven't it's fucking the shit. I'll probably get more into it like later on, like more into like the actual story of it in later episodes, just because I don't want to blow all my load right now because it's, it's more than just, you know, Paul Atreides. It's so much more than that. Like I need to download the miniseries that came out in the early 2000s. Because, you know, the the real story I want to see is about his son, later the second, which is just wild shit, y'all. Children of Dune, what up? You know. God Emperor, what are we talking about? You, you know, you know. I digress, you know. As we do, I just said, you know, too many times in a row. Oh, oh, oh. It's Halloween this weekend, gonna go trick-or-treating with the nephew, got a Spider-Man costume, gonna get a trench coat, be old Peter Parker, you know how we do it, baby. Now, I will be back at the end of the interview for the little wrap-up, you know how we do it. Give you all an update on the projects that have been released over the last few months, what's out there, what's on the docket, what's live on the website right now. And hopefully you will go check it out. But until then, sit back, relax, get maxed, and enjoy the sweet, sweet conversational stylings of Nicholas Ridiculous and Katarina Sinclair Crown Wards upon the horizon. when you're because it's like that's that's one traumatizing thing like the whole being taken away but it's also like uh, not even traumatized even it was just like adapting to a way more extreme situation I feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of the time Mm -hmm. just generally not ever really feeling safe Um, yeah and not being given the ability or tools to create that for yourself almost in a way mm-hmm. where like like for me like I was I was never put in one place long enough to ever adjust anywhere 
Yeah, yeah. So I was just constantly lived in this flux of being scared of being taken back or forever wanting to get out yeah. in that weird way, you know? Yeah. Because that's the thing, it's like you have the conditioning of the jungle and then you have the conditioning of the village. Mm -hmm. But the conditioning of the jungle is more for your own protection, the conditioning of the village is for their job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a weird way. It's a weird one because I feel like there's a training that both of them miss. That, and that we, we miss out on because they don't anticipate us needing just, I don't know, I, I feel like I definitely wasn't prepared for the amount of like unpacking and trauma that was going to be necessary um, for me to fucking sort through emotions mm. that had no like basis in that day, you know? Mm. Um, oh yeah, because... I don't know, for me it's like, it's like yesterday, there's days where I can't ignore. Yeah, no, I had a shit day yesterday. I can't and ignore it, and it's just like, I call it my emotional period, because it happens like, the damn breaks maybe at least once a month, where I just can't. Yeah. And it's just, I just call it the morning. It's when you just can't ignore all the things you have to mourn anymore, and your body just... And you think back to every moment you wish you could go back and change, or every moment you did the wrong thing that you shouldn't have done, or you sh you didn't do the thing you should have done, and you trap yourself in that moment where you just feel. Yeah. I think... I, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just saying, because you don't know how to feel good about any of it, so it's just the bad is where you sit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty much. I think I got past the point of, like, the the whirlpool mm -hmm. of emotions and I can detach from that a little more easily now. Um, I think because I've like cognitively organized everything in like, when I understood that my mom was like emotionally having a hard time and that's why she couldn't like be consistent, like that was a real breakthrough in like me like mm -hmm. feeling healed towards my past and like her not showing up as the mom like I needed her to be and that she sh was supposed to be quote-unquote um, but that was a big one realizing that like people your parents aren't gonna get it right necessarily especially if your parents are broken children yeah who like, are waiting for a parent to come fix holy them fuck, that's another thing because my mom had it like a hundred times worse than I did Same. and I feel like I still had it terribly you know and so to like live through a fraction of what they went through, like I don't blame them, and I feel like I, I well, that's the thing you you get to a certain point where you understand and you hate absolutely. it because that's the point where you surpass their point of healing. Yeah, and it's a crazy like I've done it with my mom where I'm like it's I don't know how it is with you, but with my mom, like I could never talk to my mom about what happened with us. No. Because, first and foremost, it goes to what happened to her. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't have it as bad as she did, and... Which doesn't make any sense, because it's like, you don't understand what happened to you, and what happened to me is because of what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And because you didn't get over it, and because you sit here... Yeah. And you claw at these doors that no one's ever gonna fucking answer, and it's like... It, it makes my, like... It's nothing I can understand, because it's like, 
it's kind of got me to do something with my brain that I don't understand how to do. You know what I mean? Where you're like, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be everything you were never to you that you weren't to me. Yeah. Yeah. Despite everything you did yeah. and didn't do. And you're like, and then you, I come to this realization where I'm like, that's what being an adult is. Being an adult is letting go of all of your childhood trauma and bullshit. I almost want to say it's what being a man is, because just back in the day, that's what the image of this, like, a man would sacrifice, do what he had to do for his family to support them. He wouldn't he wouldn't be caught up in, oh, I got hurt when I, my dad hit me, like, you know, all those little yeah. things. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, that shit happened, and how do we move forward? And I feel like that's where, where it is now, where you're just like... At a certain point, you have to just let go. Yeah. And yeah, you might sink to the bottom, but fuck. You've been to rock bottom before. Yeah. There's this one post I saw on, like, a parenting Instagram, I think, and it talked about how parenting is more about how you handle your big emotions mm -hmm. rather than your kids' big emotions. Yeah, because you, sh you should not be handling your child's emotions. That doesn't yeah. make sense. And at least if you're not properly handling your own, like yeah. you can like maybe bound them in a little bit so that they're like reasonable. If you, I don't know, I don't know. I'm but still doing that. I don't know. Controlling anyone's emotions is yeah a, a nearly impossible task. I don't know how to yeah. do that. I don't. I don't know. It's like, harmful to like yeah. I don't want to do that. It's harmful to invalidate little kids for sure. Yeah. Because Nikita won't understand why I wouldn't want her to do something. Um, yeah, like that's what like. I think about all the time with, like, Lincoln, where I'm, like, I just want to teach him to think so much. Like, I just want to be able to look at him and be, like, bro, come on. And just have him analyze, you know? That's your nephew, right? Mm hmm Yeah. How old is he? <sighs> he was born in 2020, so. Oh, my gosh. He'll, he'll get there. He'll get to thinking very soon. Oh, he already is. Like, he's, yeah. like, talking and shit. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, because of the system, like, I don't... Relationships are so weird, especially with family. Yeah. So, like, I'll, like, text her and be like, Hey, do you mind if, like, tomorrow, like, if I, like, record a video and, like, send it just, a, like, hello video or something? She's like, you can FaceTime him whenever you want. He's your nephew. And I was like... Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you saying that, because, yeah, I grew yeah. up in a world where I was never allowed to see any of my family without permission, so. Yeah. It's just, like, deconditioning and shit, where I'm just, like. Also sort of catching up, because we didn't have FaceTime when we were in care. That no. wasn't even remotely a thing. You wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Contact, like, it, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> At all. They would have been like, no, of course not, you fucking idiot. God. That's why I was hired with my brother last, like, I don't know if we hung out after that. After you came back from Babel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I told you, like, we all just spend most of our time running from the things that we have to turn to face one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we all do it in our own time, and it's just, it's like, it's the, for me, it's the fact that it all happened that... I have to mourn all the time. Yeah. The death of her family, the family that never got to exist, the family that never existed, the mom that never got to be the mom she wanted to be, never got the love she hoped she'd get by having all these children for these men. It's just like... Fuck. 
don't know, it's weird. You just, the worst is just like my brother. Yeah. And just like letting my mom turn me into her so then I did what was done to me to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're just like, and you, you don't realize it because you're just, it's like everyone's trying to get off the sinking ship so fast you don't realize you're supposed to help each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, you can't go back, you can't change any of it, you just have to sit in it like a fucking fart. Like you, you, you just sit in it <laughs> and hate yourself for it. Fuck, <laughs> I mean... So yeah, I have to lighten it up a bit at the end, alright? <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. So um, I was all the time. I live alone. I fart. Ideally, like, if you're feeding yourself well, it shouldn't be so stinky, you know? It should, you should be able to manage, like, those... I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's some fucking sorcerer shit. Just smelly emotions this whole, your whole, yeah. No, I don't know anyone who can control the smell of their farts. It doesn't make I don't know. I'm, I'm using your analogy still. Fuck off. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's like you didn't, you didn't feed yourself. Someone else fed you. basically. Right, because there's the Greek and then there's like the Roman, right? And they change the names up? No. 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 I don't think so. I swear... Romans? It's hard to say, to be honest. There's so many fucking cultures in that stupid shit. Yeah. But the Romans were the motherfuckers who went and fucking took over the world. I like the Spartans much, much personally. Mythology? No, because I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure I learned about it. I'm just, I don't want to be dumb and like half shit source. Is yeah, yeah. So Roman, Roman mythology is all the planets: Neptune, Zeus, Juno, Jupiter, Venus, Mars, Mercury. Yeah, those are the Greek gods. All, all the ones. Zeus. You just said. <laughs> yeah. So are they linked? Because the same names are showing up under Roman mythology names. I thought Greek was um. Are you sure Rome doesn't just exist within Greek? I think that's how it is. I think Greek they're, is the overarching. They're, they're parallel, but a little bit different. Okay, yeah, so Greek mythology does have Zeus, but it's more like Apollo, Apollo Achilles, Eros. Yeah. Neptune. Heracles. Hercules? Uh, Her- Heracles. So maybe, yeah, because I'm sure there's like parallels, right? I think they're the same. So I'm trying to think, and I don't see the difference between the Romans and... Other than they were just, like, li- lived in the same continent. And then London just became the new colonizers, so... Yeah. 
Because they were colonized. <laughs> wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Religion. Yeah, I don't... It's hard to say, because yeah, cause it was the Trojan War that went on for ten years. Because then it was on... It was after the... <laughs> so funny. Like... The Odyssey. Yeah. It's like this ten year journey after he had already been gone ten years. So it's a man in his 30s going on this 10-year journey to get back to his wife who's been waiting for him for 10 years. So but then while she's waiting for him, men have literally been living in their castle who want to marry her. So their castle is... And they're going poor because they have to feed these men who are just there for 10 years to marry her while she waits for fucking Odysseus to get back. It's fucking nuts. And then this guy, it's supposed to literally... The trip... From fucking Troy back to fucking wherever they were going. Somewhere just literally, bloop. But it, yeah. he got lost for ten years. And bro got lost. Like, he went, he lived with a goddess for like three years, I think. For Like, he went so many, like, just all because Zeus was like, fuck you, bro. And then Athena was like, no, I'll protect you. So it was like, he... But in his mind, he was like, I'm a fucking atheist. I don't need the gods, bro. I don't need the gods. The whole time, Athena's like, how do you think you got this far, you idiot? Oh, my goodness. And it's just, the Odyssey is like, uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, uh. Is this the whole, like, oh, okay. It's the entire thing, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. It's, it's so funny. Like I, I even remember as a kid when he finally gets home. Because so it was like the coolest thing. Because it was like his, no one believed him. And he had to like shoot a shot that like was perfect. And he does it. But when he first gets there, he like pulls up on the land. And he's like, fuck! I thought I was going home! Because he didn't recognize anything. He's like, I don't know where I am! He thought, literally, he thought people just picked him up. And they said they were going to help him. They just dropped him somewhere random. So he was like losing his mind. And then some old guy comes up and he's like, He's like, bro, you're in fucking, you're in, you're here. And he's like, like an old, just looking like shit. And his wife's still waiting for him. Yeah. Do you know the story of Oedipus Rex? This is, yes, I remember because psychology classes mm -hmm. talked about it. Um, Oedipus Rex. It's, it's Oedipus. It's pronounced Oedipus. <laughs> it does sound vulgar. I've never heard yeah. it vulgar, but it, it is exactly that. I want to, like, rewrite that as, like, a gangland tale. Oh, my God. It'd be sick. Go on. Just have fucking... It would be, like, in the hood. You know what I mean? It would be, like, young parents. And they send their son off to live in, like, another neighborhood. Yeah. Like who he lives with passes away, so he gets sent back to the other neighborhood where he works to take out the biggest G in the hood and then takes his girl and turns out to be his fucking mom. So what's he do? Stabs his own eyeballs out. Jesus. This this is paralleling which story? That's that's what Oedipus did. Oh sorry. Yeah, he oh. was his father was told a prophecy that his son would destroy him basically and take his throne. So he sent his son away. And then one day, Oedipus made his way back, 
where he came back, killed who he didn't know was his father, and married his mother. And then after that, once he found out, I forget who told him, but yeah, he stabbed both his eyes out and spent the rest of his life as a blind beggar in the street. I do remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember now. It was a weird freaking story. Bro, super. Yeah. Like Adonis was like, Athena cast a spell on a girl to make her irresistible, and then her father fucks her. Oh and my then, god. Yeah, that's when she goes, her sorrow turns her into a tree. Yeah. And then Adonis is born out of that tree. And then Adonis is the most sexy baby or sexy man that's ever existed. So that even when he's a baby, women are obsessed with him. Mm. And Athena chooses him to be her lover. Yeah. And then it becomes this whole thing of like women fucking fighting over this baby to raise him to be their lover. What? And then he ends up going and living in hell with um the woman who runs hell, Hades' wife. Her Persephone, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then she's just like... And then Adonis finally grows up, and he ends up getting killed by a jealous lover anyway, so he ends up... It's a fucking insane... Why? He's just this beautiful man who never, ever had a chance for himself. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then Drake names a son after that, and I'm just, like, confused as hell. <laughs> it's a weird name to choose, man. I'm like... What's the name? Adonis. Oh, man. It's a good name, but it's also like a beautiful boy born to rape and incest and oh, no. killed out of jealousy and raised and conditioned to be a lover since birth. It's like a weird choice, Drake. Yeah. I mean... And I don't I don't imagine that would be missed by him. I don't well, know. I, 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 I imagine it being like he like saw a picture or something. He's like, who's that? He's like, oh, that's Adonis. In Greek mythology, he was the most sought after male ever, whoever. It's like someone didn't tell him. Unless the mom named the kid. I have no idea about I don't fucking follow. I don't follow. I'm surprised you're telling me this shit. <laughs> Yo, she named him. That'd be even crazier. No, they have a, like, it's a, a show on Amazon. It's fucking awesome. I watch it all the time. What is it? Drake Mist. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a Drake show. <laughs> no, in each episode they just tell, like, the first, first one or two seasons is the Mist. First, first season is the Mist. And season two is the Odyssey. I think I've seen it on my menu. Yeah, it's dope. It's like, the art style is, like, very, um. It honestly looks like the mural we walk past downtown. It's like very stylized yeah. animation. Yeah. It's really nice though. Ignore this terrible drug. What are you going to give me? I take Quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day for my back pain. Adderall to stay focused. Focus, 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 focus. Xanax to take the edge off. Proximal cocaine to wake me back up again. And morphine, well, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Terrible things were happening all around us. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please don't go. Well, 
our initial composition was like one third of the size. So we expanded on it and yeah. I applied one time to do one of the electric boxes. Yeah. I don't want to turn it into a VHS tape. <gasps> that would be fire. It would, but... They have call-outs for those all the time. Keep applying. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just not... <coughs> I don't know. You have to do it. That's that's so signature to you. I know I wrote like a big thing about like you know connect different generations through points of nostalgia. Yes. They're like, uh, we want people to paint bushes and ducks on our city shit. I'm like, fuck you. Damn it. Like, it's a bit of insult to nature is to paint a metal box like a raccoon. Like, fuck off. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Mocking ourselves. <laughs> it's like if every mural was a nature mural and you're like, okay, come on. What are we doing? <laughs> Reminiscing on points of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. like, did you ever see Banksy's installation he did? Oh, it was like the back of a truck. It was like, it was like a long time ago he did like a certain amount of installations in New York or something through in like a certain amount of days, I believe. Okay. And they were just like hidden around New York randomly. They weren't announced or anything. And one of them was this like amazing nature diorama in the back of like a fucking spray painted delivery truck. Wow. So it'd just be like a normal truck and then in the back it was just this like jungle. Wow. Like miniature jungle on the inside, like a waterfall and shit. And just like public art's weird. I don't know, I've never really... Too much of a burden complex. What's a burden complex? I was raised like a burden. Oh, fuck. So now I just feel like a burden. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Just why I don't talk to people really too much. Just like, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> people, pe peopling is weird. Like, I just spent all day surrounded by people, but I didn't say a word. Yeah. Y'all were screaming together though. That's a that's something else. No, like I was chanting, but I wasn't like there was no point of engagement or connection with anyone. Right. At any point, it was just like I get like that sometimes. I don't know. I'm unapproachable or something. I did that for like the BLM uh, marches last year. Just like, and I'm also like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like I'm sick of like not doing things because of people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that alone. Mm -hmm. Except concerts are really hard alone. I don't like those. Those suck. I went to see Danny Brown and I was all alone. I was like... <sighs> That's too bad. And so, then yeah. it's hard for you to like launch into like a... I hate that. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate... I'm like, oh. <laughs> am I hanging out with you guys now? <laughs> you, they walk away and I'm like, do I come with you? Like, I don't... Do yeah. unless they're like, like I cannot do that shit. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we're just talking now, and I'm like, are we hanging out now, or are we just talk like? Yeah. I just don't have a good read on it. I need, I need like direct fucking. Hey, you want to be our friend? You want to hang out? Yeah. Which or, yeah, that's reasonable because like, you don't want to tag along. It's better to be on your end of the spectrum than the one who tags along uninvited. Yeah, like it's I can't. There. I can never do that. Yeah, no. Or like suddenly, or, or like I'll be like hanging with someone new and 
one of the friends was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, oh god. I'm me. I'm leaving. I'm a guy <laughs> who's gonna go. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and that's just like, I don't know. I've always had that. It's just the foster kid thing. You're just like forever being in a place you're not supposed to be. And even when people yeah. tell you you are, you know when you're, no, you're not. And in their mind, they don't want you there. I feel like when, like, so much of your trauma happened in the basis of relationships not following the script, like, it's absurd to think, like, you might be comfortable just, or have any sort of natural inclination to form easygoing or... I can do it. I'm just super fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the depth of my cup is so deep, it takes, like, that's what it is. Like, your experience is, like, the depth of your experiences basically just, like, controls how much you need to have your cup full. So it's like, you experience this huge thing, and it's like you go to something with someone, and you'll both get the same amount for your cup from that thing, but theirs will be almost full, and yours will be down here. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I, this ain't doing it. I think that's why, like, I'm inclined to, like, kick up to a different level, you know, where you're like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Nowhere to change nothing, more to perpetuate this cycle of money, greed, fascism, and triviality. I mean, your movement of the people, by the people, and for the people got you nothing you just hide behind some lost sense of drugs sex rock and roll oh kumbaya i am the future i am the future of this great nation which you father so arrogantly saved this world for look i I love you guys don't get me wrong it's all about this but for the first time in my life i'm 18 and i can say fuck you I didn't I didn't sell out on my body on my body on my body on my body You know they say like the absence of relationships is like a big like driver to substance and like it actually triggers like the the feeling of having formed a relationship like that that calm that like Yeah I I talked about people with I talk about that with a lot of people where it's it's not just satisfaction of relationships, it just gives you satisfaction in general. So you can think about anything you'd want to do and you can take a hit and your mind will convince you that you did it because you're satisfied after thinking about it. And it's the trippiest, most self-hindering thing that can happen, especially with like smoking. Because they're like, like, yeah, like I want to do our stuff, I just never do it. And I'm like, you smoke weed, don't you? They're like, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> you probably sit there and think about all the things you want to do, and then when you're done thinking about it, you smoke a big fat bong, and that tricks your brain, because it hits the trigger of satisfaction without actually doing anything. Yeah. For me, that creates mad turmoil. I hate it. It makes me so... <sighs> like, I have to fucking just start doing shit and getting it out of the way. So I told that, I told that girl, I was like, start, don't just think about doing it, start actually doing it. Yeah. Still smoke the weed, but start actually doing it. Because yeah. what you're doing is you're putting yourself in like this simulated loop of satisfaction that is very dangerous. Weed's a weird one too because 
the right or the wrong strain will make or break whatever you're about to do. Like, if you intelligently actually know how to use certain terpenes to, like, influence your experience based off of your activity, like, you can really use it, but... See, I, I started smoking before those existed. Exactly! That's so, where, like, everyone... That's where I'm just like, I don't out. care! It's like, no matter what it is, I'm always like, I can do this! No matter the fucking... No, I think, um, I think this year or next marks, like, ten years of smoking weed, and I only learned this shit in the last year. Yeah, and... What the fuck a terpene was. Yeah, I'll be... Everything has terpenes. Yeah. It's fucking... It's weird. Like, I got sobriety. I see it. I understand it. I fucking... I know what it is. We've met, I've been there, Yeah. done the dance, bought the dinner, sold the t-shirt, done it all. But it's like fucking boring, lame. But like I do, I live in a contrasting duality where I like to live in a state of elevation, if you will. But then just at the right level so that when you actually do come down, that in itself is a totally different level. So like even like like when I would like work, and like I wouldn't smoke before work because like I hated burning out at fucking work. Yeah. The worst place <laughs> to burn out is yeah. at bucket. Like, but then I would feel um. After like a couple of hours, like I would feel the veil, like lift of just like, the marijuana veil. Yeah. And I would have, like, this weird, like, my eyes would be wider or something. It would be, like, this weirder, like, more alert. But it's almost like, because you're not used to it, it's too raw and untethered. Or it's almost uncomfortable because you're just, like, almost too wired in a way. Are you a big coffee person? I am now. Once I started buying, like, once the quarantine happened, I just started making it here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if I'm at home, like, it's... I just like it. Feels nice. Not yeah. feels nice, but like the one, like the tradition of it. I try to do this dance, but it's more like a drunken boxing match between me, weed, and coffee, where I'm trying to like sober up, but at or like I'll start with the weed and then the coffee, or the coffee and then the weed. Either either way, I set things up. I'm heart palpitations and anxiety within like a few hours <laughs> really? a little bit yeah and i guess it depends on the strain too because i'll have with certain pining strains like my ears will have like a, like an attack like my ears cannot handle those strains it's so weird it's so weird and like they just See, i just i just like for me weeds weed i try and control more i guess do you smoke the same strain for a long time? Uh, I usually buy like an ounce at a time. Yeah, so that's a fairly long time, but in the last few. So that's kind of different too, because I think now with... Um, Whatever's on sale. Yeah. Now with like dispensaries, and if you're broke, you're buying like maybe a half quarter at a time. So you're trying all the different little things as they come out. No, I just do a uh, delivery. Like I, I like, I understand how cool it is and all, but I'm not, I'm not... I'm just not that type of person. Like, I'm too conservative with how I... Like, THC is basically a vitamin for me at this point. Like, I'm... 
I'm, yeah. By the time I'm 40, I'm hoping it's literally going to be something I take a pill for or something in the morning so I don't smoke it. Like, I'm gonna That's a thing now. Yeah, but I want to treat it like an actual, just like, like a vitamin. That's a thing now. So I can just, so I'm just not smoking it anymore, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. the way I need it is like... Honestly, I do recommend it. I've tried capsules and they're like, I start my day off with like one or two, or mm -hmm. I did last year. And I would just be happy. Well, it makes you forget yeah. that you even need to smoke. Yeah. Or and you want to need to smoke. And you don't smell. You're not paranoid about smelling, so you're not just you're not paranoid. Mm -hmm. And it's a little mellower, just but happier. I, I think it comes off more natural than the fucking chinky eyes and shit. <laughs> I was thinking like, when I was in high school, I was like, I was so stoned all the time that. When I was sober, people thought I was fucked up. Oh, man. They're like, are you alright? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just fucking... They just don't know you're sober. You're sober as shit, and I hate everything. <laughs> Such a fucking dark, emo teenager. Without oh. the confidence to be full emo. <laughs> <laughs> you never <laughs> go full emo. <laughs> no, I was, I was stoner metalhead. Yeah. I would just, I'd like... <laughs> I was like that kid, I would, like, by grade 12, I didn't give a fuck. Like, there's a point where, like, my principal would, like pulled me to the side where she just had like had this talk with me where she was like I know you're, you're you're done with this but I just need you to just be a little more respectful for us so we don't have to fucking throw you out because <laughs> I just didn't care anymore especially after just being in foster care the whole time too you know what I mean I was just like strung out done stoned all the time but I would just like walk through the halls and I would I was really into screen like we were into death metal and shit yeah so I was like I was really good at fucking, like, screaming. Yeah. So I would just be the guy who would, like, walk down the hall, and I would just be, like, a pterodactyl, just, like, like, just oh walking down the hall of classes, have their doors open and shit, and just fucking... Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, yeah, dark. Oh, yeah, weed. Wow. I used to play basketball every year on the team, and then as the year I started smoking weed, I was like, I'm with this. Bullshit. It's so easy to be consumed by weed if you have no idea that you need a limit. Because you got to learn the hard way a few times. Well, I was also like, just there like is a limit. I wasn't getting any help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I did wrong or I don't know what I did to not. Like, maybe I was just like so ang like rebellious. I just, I don't know. But I never got any help. I didn't, they never gave me like a counselor or a therapist or mm -hmm. a anyone to actually like talk to so That's i just like fucked. i didn't know what else like, you know what i mean i was just like i had to f I, I didn't i don't know i just wanted to feel good i guess in the end like and it does it it does it it so easily becomes part of your life because it's it is great everyone knows how fucking great we is i don't think we have to feel as heavy about it but it does feel heavier when I guess you're using it to like cope with the emotional shit it's a survival tool for me it's almost like a, it's like a leash for my brain yeah like sometimes without it my shit just is like running wild yeah it's like everything's trying to get through the door at once mm-hmm and then like I don't know there's a sweet spot right in the middle where if you don't do it and you don't do too much you know what I mean where like it just makes your brain kind of feel like normal but then there's always those times where like i'll do a little too much and then i'll just make my brain feel like scrambled eggs and that, 
I kind of love that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. Because you're kind of just like, it's like a limbo for a moment you're in where you're just like, nothing matters. And thank God it's not as fucking harmful as other shit. So. Yeah, but moments though, like I have moments in the morning sometimes where I, have, I feel like I'm like coming out of an Alzheimer's attack or something where I'm like, okay, I'm a person, I'm a man, I'm Nicholas, <laughs> I have a life, I'm doing, I'm an artist, I'm an artist, I'm an artist, what do I do, what do I do? <laughs> where I have to like, almost like recalibrate and re-remember my whole life or something, it's the weirdest... <laughs> Like memento, you're checking all your tattoos, you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Or the worst is lately... Oh my god, lately, I've just been putting stuff in the wrong place. Oh, shit. And it doesn't make sense, because then I'm like, where is it? And then I'm like, who would have touched it? I'm the only one that lives here. So then I start to really fucking, I'm like, like this morning, I was like, where's my coffee? I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, looking at my shelf, and you know when you, you obviously don't see it, but you look anyways again, just in case? That's what I did, I was like... Me for my Presto today. It's like, where is my coffee? And then I look, and my coffee grinds are in my fridge. <laughs> and I was just like... That means the creamer's in the cupboard. <laughs> no, the creamer, they are both in the fridge. It didn't make any sense. I don't know. I was just like... Yeah. But I was getting, I was just like... I have those moments where I'm like... I don't know, I call them Shutter Island moments. Like, have you ever seen Shutter Island? Yeah. That movie, f- <laughs> like... We love mentally unwell Leo. <laughs> but that fucking, like, that moment... Yeah. Like, that fucked my head up so bad. Because it's like, it's a feeling I've felt, and I've continued to feel where it's like, suddenly reality is not at all what you thought it was. Feeling like you lose time or something. Like, have you ever blacked out? Yeah. It's like that where you just suddenly wake up and you're like what did I do last night what did I do no I didn't even know I had to be worried until people cussed me out the next day mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> for like me, wait for how me, do I apologize for something I don't know I fucking did yeah. and then you're a jerk I think that's why I stopped because I was sick I was sick of waking up with that feeling no no I was no, just no. scared I was like what did I do cause no cause I, there was times where I woke up in jail holy fuck you know, or I woke up and then the cops came to my door, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, you know, you lose faith in yourself <laughs> or those around you and inside you. I don't know. Yeah. It's whack, but I think that's why I stopped drinking so much and started drugging more. Because, like, I wanted to go out and, like, get loose with everybody, but I didn't want to fucking get too loose. Loose, 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 loose. I believe the word is hiatus. Can you spell that for me, please? H-I-A-T-U-S. like a, a life preserver or a buffer where I was like because you were doing a little bit of the drugs to 
the alcohol could never really f- take control in that way. It was almost like that whole system of like me falling out of my body and my body walking like a demon shell around the party. It just sh- shuts that completely down in a weird way. One time I just like came to an apartment building I didn't know. That's so wild. No, it was never, I never got that crazy. I willingly went to places I didn't know. And then. Um, and I was getting to fight with girls. Oh man. Yeah, it was weird. Not like girlfriends, right? But like just like random bitches who are just like, yeah, we were just like, I don't know. Beef with you? And I just wouldn't take their shit. It was like, I had always be like, gender equality, bitch, let's go. If they're drunk girls, yo, I was a drunk girl and I was beefing with random guys, so it's just really where the fuck you're at mentally. It's when girls just want to, I don't know, it's something. Gross. It's a weird, uh, because I watched my friend Steph do it one time and I couldn't, she's so little, I couldn't understand it. I was I was like, what? (laughs) What do you, like, you want someone's pity right now? I don't understand. No, no. It doesn't make sense. No. No, I'm glad, like, my angry drunk days were short mm. and sweet. I did not let them live out long. Um, but there was one night, this really fucked up thing happened to my sister, and I was just shit-faced drunk. Like, I'm talking vodka. I was at, um, what the fuck? A Ukrainian friend's <laughs> so it was vodka we were drinking, and... It was the the, emo- the emotional kind of drinking you do when you're, like, upset. And that's what I did a lot of when I was young. Um, there was no rational, like, oh, let's have a good time and, like, go to the club and drink, like, reasonable. I went straight to fucking alcohols <laughs> and drinking straight from the bottle and being sick within, like, 15 minutes of arriving somewhere. Yeah, no, I remember you saying because, yeah, Ugh, that's yeah. where we definitely were the same, because I was the ex- exact, and I think that's the the native, right? It's the, yeah, it's the, it's, it was, the who, red devil. Who, who was I drinking with? Because so, um, I, um, I was talking to a, a Latino person the one time, Latina, and um, it happens for them too, yeah. and they call it the blue devil. And I was like, no way! That's sick! <laughs> and then you realize, like... Oh my god. It's so fucking crazy! Like, yeah. Mexicans are just natives. Absolutely they are. It's California nuts. and Texas is all their land. Yeah, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's, so, tr- it's so true. Ugh. It's sad, though. Land. So sad. Oh god. Really like, that's the biggest... Just just off topic a little bit, but that's just the craziest part of our world now where we're just like, what do you even do? <laughs> I try not to fucking think about it. I really, I don't watch the fucking news. I, I, I see the shit happen and I'm like, alright, shit, I'll figure out something where I can feel like I'm making some sort of direct action. Mm. And so I'm formatting that in ways that make sense to me now. And that'll be a thing I act on. But... That's after you go through the well, insanity like, of, like... Well, do we, like... This is the crazy part. It's like, is what? that how the problem is solved? Because a lot of people are so angry, and I don't know how... Because it, cause you remember how I said with the healing um, and becoming an adult, you have to just let go? Yeah. I feel like that's where our country is coming to in its stage of development. Like, we are such a young country 
Like we're just going through our teen adolescent years now. All this angsty fucking identity craziness. But it's like when do we as people, because that's the only way we move forward, I think, is kind of we all have to let go. But I don't know. How do you let go though without like relinquishing the unfairly attained power? Well, because that's, cause that's where it's, it's one of those questions of duality of strength where it's like, is it strength in letting go or is the strength holding on? You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. What's letting go look like? Like, do do those in power also relinquish the, and and let go? And and we all start from scratch, or is it just us who are letting go and fucking yeah. <laughs> cattling well, that's, some more? Well, yeah, because we'd have to let go of just the way things are right now, I guess. Really. Did you ever watch the Pink Floyd, the Wall movie? Yeah. Horrifying. I watched it as a kid. So I don't I. even think I was ten yet. Oh, I was definitely ten. Oh, no, horrible thing for like an eight, nine year old to watch. And I just watched it out of like curiosity and it would, it would spook the shit out of me. And um, I just, I hotboxed you. I'm so sorry. All I heard you say was I hop. I hotboxed you. I'm so sorry. And I'm trying to ask you what I No, what um. No, so that was very, very early programming that was like too much for my little grade three brain to process mm -hmm. and and i think it stuck with me and then when i started to like understand the chaos of the world when i was 17 it was a rude rude awakening i used to wake up crying because my newsfeed was too flooded with horrible shit mm -hmm. and i would read something and just immediately cry <laughs> and i lived with two aquarius teenagers with the guys at the at the time and they were just like you cannot fucking do that just unfollow everything and they're the ones ranting to me about everything but their conspiracy theories and destabilizing everything i ever fucking thought of the world that's fucking where i was today i had a fucking march of fucking it was refreshing but also at the same time i was like i don't think this is gonna do anything just marching for basic freedom and shit it sends a message but what will the response be is yeah well, yeah, because it's like, well, they're just going to do what they're going to do anyways. Like, we're just spamming at this point and still getting well, no, what it, on red. What the government <laughs> is now, they're, they're just a parent who has a kid, and we're the kid throwing a tantrum, and they're like, all right, do it. Tie yourself out. You'll stop fucking screaming and crying sooner or later. Sometimes there's a bad tantrum, and and the and that'll show the, who the parent really is. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know, it's hard. Because, like, if, if, if in a healthier relationship, if you are screaming about something, you've been actively protesting it for a bit, you know? You were giving signals before you ever started yelling, whining, never mind screaming and shouting in mass. Yeah. In the tens of thousands, hundred thousands, you know? It's tricky. The other thing, too, is, like, the news isn't covering that shit. Yeah, the build-up. The build no, they're, like, even, like, uh, it's, like, picky and choosy with what they want to put out there. Just use the bathroom. Yep. Do you ever just, well, probably not in the same way, but as a guy, when you're pissing, it's right in front of you, so you see it the whole time. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, dude, you are not drinking enough water. Hello, man. 
I just realized, like, I, that was my first pee since, like, I left the house. And it was just two coffees. <sighs> Can I tell you that I did the exact same fucking thing today? The exact same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, and then you look at Two it coffees, and, like, and, yeah, no. I, well, I had a bottle of water. Yeah, I, I guess I just, I didn't, I, I didn't know, I guess I didn't know I was going to walk around fucking... Oh, yeah, and, like... That's a lot. While yeah, we were marching... Like, people were trying to hijack the march. What? Which was fucked up. Like, there was just, like, this group of people who were, like, trying to hijack the march and lead it different places. And it was, like, crazy confusion at some points where you're just like, this is not looking good, y'all. This is not a good look. I get so nervous in crowds. Well, you know, because there's, at one point, some, some dudes wanted to go through the Eaton Center. And the guy leading the thing was just, like, like, trying to lead people this way and people were going the other way and it's just, like... And at one point, like, we had to do, and they tried to lead us, like, we went the wrong way. Like, the guys who were trying to detour us did detour us at one point and took us completely the wrong way. Oh. We just went that way. Oh. There was a point where we were literally, like, snake. Like, we went front of the center, back up, and we had to wait for our own fucking march to go by. And then at a certain point, everyone just, like, it was so just, like, That's... it got to a point where I could tell. It was, like, we've been walking too long. It's too hot. People are getting fucking angsty as shit in this bitch. Like... Yeah. Why are we walking so long? I'm like, why am I even here still? What am I doing? Oh my god. Fuck. Morally analyzing and experiencing. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Oh. Alright, you wanna go look at some comics, I guess? Yeah, yeah. some shit. Oh yeah. Well, I guess... What is that? Okay. Oh, I didn't even tell you about red is perfect. What the fuck? We were just high. <laughs> enjoy, 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 enjoy. What did he say? He said remove the right arm. Oh, check this guy. Oh, you want to see some fucking titties or you want to see a dog? Yeah, I, I want to see a pig get fucked. you enjoyed them stoned ramblings and you know conversational stylings of Nicholas Ridiculous and Katarina St. Clair crown wards upon the horizon <laughs> oh we have fun she's she's a great gal great artist you know hopefully we're gonna do some dope projects in the future and just explore and heal and you know not feel so Alone in the experience of the lonely experience. But I hope you found some um, wisdom in that. And, um, you know, there's going to be many more, so. 
you know what it is now for the wrap up because just because i haven't been putting out episodes doesn't mean i haven't been doing shit so if you've been feeling drab lately and need to spice up your life spice up your sense of style spice up your wardrobe get over to underbellysociety.com that's right get over there because you know we've been dropping some sick gear season four has been going great we got a lot of new fresh pieces a lot of new just better resources that became available to us so it's just what we can offer is just really escalated a lot so go over there get yourself a hoodie winter's coming all right it's coming fall has been brutal already Get yourself a hoodie, denim jacket, whatever you need to layer up and get ready for when the snow falls, baby. Not to mention, recently, we've released a very limited handmade choker collection called Bean Dead. It is, uh, batch one is a collection of six one-of-one pieces that are, you know, They're all just one of one, so it's you won't be able to find them anywhere else. No one else will have them, and they're just really sick, timeless pieces. Because I pulled a lot of the, a lot of the beading and stuff like that from all across, like different generational trends to just kind of fuse it all together into this, these kind of sweet little candied pieces of timeless. Calamity, calamitous, <laughs> timeless, calamitous elegance, and I fucked that up. So, please go check them out, so I don't have to fuck that line up again. <laughs> God damn it! But no, I'm I'm super stoked on them, and I'm already starting to work on the next batch. It's just like it's fun, it's dope, and I like them, you know. And I just like this idea of, like, for so long they tried to put a leash on us, so fuck that motherfucker. I'm putting my own leash on now. Bitch. <laughs> and another funny thing was, like, I published another book last week, so, you know, if you check out the Instagram or whatever, check out the link tree. I got link in my link tree to my bookstore on Amazon now. It's not just a link to my first book anymore. It's a link to my bookstore. So... Got two books in there now, which is kind of cool. Um, one's more a poetry book based on, you know, nonfiction type stuff. It's more about my life and, you know, accumulation of everything that's been done so far. And then I just dropped Bartley. So if you like coming of age critter folk tales, please support your boy and go get your copy of Bartley today. It is, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a book. It's like sixty some, page, sixty four pages, something like that. It's got, it's got some illustrations. The illustrations aren't fluid throughout the entire story. They're more there as kind of imaginative prompts to kind of just help visualization. Just so it's not completely, you know, handing it to the reader. You know, you you gotta keep active within the story a bit. But it's, you know, it's 
I wrote it a little while ago, so it's been around, but I finally just got it all together. And shouts out to Olivia Calver. She's the artist and illustrator who did the illustrations for me back in the day. So go check her work out on Instagram at Avilio Paints. She does a lot of like uh, animal portraits and stuff like that. So make sure you go check her out and get yourself a commissioned portrait if you got a little fur baby that you love. Whatever the fuck. But, you know, we don't stay stagnant around here you know so get out there check out the work go to my instagram instagram has links to everything or my website and just support your boy because trying to transition to you know professional artist is difficult i also understand in my heart of hearts that you have to give back beyond just your own creations. You know, it's kind of selfish to think that you could just create what you want and that's going to be enough. So I do understand that there is places in life where I need to kind of work to give back in different ways beyond just my own desires. It's just not being overcome and overwhelmed by that aspect and kind of letting it eat you alive and then you're just you have no work-life balance and you're stifled by responsibilities that you don't give a fuck about so you just get self-destructive and then who gives a fuck so baby baby <laughs> And yo, if you're on that YouTube game, subscribe, Nick Redick TV. You know, I guess YouTube doesn't like it if you do a lot of different kinds of content, but fuck them, alright? It's my channel. Like, who who likes a TV channel? It's just the same show all the time. Like, fuck that. That's lazy broadcasting, motherfucker. Get out of here. You know, I'm gonna keep doing the music shit, the gaming shit, try and do some more fashion style videos, and I'm gonna try and get into... Need, I want to, uh, you know, because Lore Horrors was dope, but I don't know what's going on with that. So I need to start reevaluating some show ideas and maybe find some people to get involved to create a show. Because I would love to create some kind of routine, like a weekly show or bi-weekly or something that would just be dope. But got to build a team. Because this is the best way I feel to build communities these days is that kind of direct content. And it's just building the confidence of voice, which the podcast helps with, obviously. I love y'all. Thanks for being here. Of course. But we got to keep stepping it up because, you know, how do you compete with the world of TikTok, you know? TikTok has somehow taken social media content and they've done what crack dealers in the 80s and 90s did with cocaine and they're just like, baking it down into these crystallized rocks that are just like oh man not good not good for society but what can you do when no one gives a fuck not much not much
Boom, baby. Check out No Way, freshest single, out on every streaming platform. Check out Dimebag Crew, throw us in your playlist. Whatever you need to do, find your favorite song. Let me know what it is. I should probably start putting some in the episode just to lighten it up a bit. Maybe I will. Ah. But aside from that, follow, like, subscribe. You know what it is. Nicholas Ridiculous, Nick Ridic TV, The Last Candy Bandit, Underbug Society, Dimebag Crew, Ridic Rugs. I always forget I make rugs now too. So... You know, enough about motherfucking me. Alright, let's wrap it up, folks. And I will always love you. I will always love you. trash dog you're trash all i can say catch you next time and if you're gonna get out in the world motherfucker better be guy damn worth wow peace